day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. This is um, building funds. I believe I can't find my little yellow paper my husband wrote out for me, but let's go ahead and open in prayer and expect signs and wonders to follow this morning. I think I started writing this sermon around either 9.30 or quarter to 10. When I had, I knew last night we're not going to do it. So this is right off, off the press. Um, God just started giving me stuff. So we're going to go for it today. I'm excited. If someone will take good notes, I would greatly appreciate it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come boldly before your throne room of grace. And we thank you and praise you for this day. For this is the day that you have made. And we are rejoicing in it. We're so grateful and thankful that we live here on the West Coast, at least I am, and that we can watch what you are doing amongst us, Father God. We're not moved by what we see, what we hear, but we're moved by what the Word of God says. So the Word is first place. The Bible says in Proverbs, don't turn to the left or the right and stay on the right path. Look straight on and keep on moving forward. So, Father, that's what we're doing. Father, we bring our tithes and our offerings before you today. We thank you, Father God, that you, this comes with a promise. As we give of our tithes and our offerings, you say you personally rebuke Satan the devourer for our sake, and you pour out a blessing that there will be no room to contain it. We'll be blessed and blessed and blessed, and the blessing continues on. So, God, we are holding you to your word you say to prove you so we're proving you today as we give of our tithes and offerings we're expecting the windows of heaven to open up and pour out the blessing that there's not enough room to contain it and it overflows onto others father i also pray father god that this service will be blessed supernaturally i get you myself to you spirit soul and body and i thank you lord that as I teach, the Holy Spirit will teach through me. This is your word. You know exactly what we need to hear, Holy Spirit. We know exactly what you want to teach us. Today will be truth, and we'll apply it to our lives. So we give you free reign in this service. I give you free reign in my life. I thank you, Lord, that I'm believing for healing for every person that is being afflicted this morning with symptoms any type of situation but right now i want to pray for healing the word of god says that jesus bore our stripes and our healing was prayed paid by him so we are healed according to first peter 2 24 by your stripes we are healed lord and we thank you lord that we can cry out to you psalms 107 19 and 20 you sent your word and healed us and delivered us from all destruction so, Lord, I'm just asking you to minister to those that have symptoms upon their body, those that have lost loved ones, Father God, those that have situations going on in their life where the enemy is trying to harass them. We rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. We curse symptoms at the root. I speak forth healing, wholeness, soundness of mind. Greater are you that's in us than he that's in the world. We thank you that we plead the blood of Jesus over our homes, our property, our cars, our animals, our children. We thank you, Father God, that no weapon, no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper, and any tongue that rises against us in judgment shall be shown to be in the wrong. Father, I know that we are more than conquerors 
we are because you conquered Jesus and you placed us in a position where we are your vessels here on the earth that you work through and we thank you for it. God, I just say amen and amen. I thank you, Father God, for the word this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says in James chapter one, count it all joy when you encounter diverse tests and trials, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work, so you may be perfect. Wait a minute, let's turn there. Let patience have her perfect work, so we may be entire wanting nothing. Thank you, Lord. So we are to be entire wanting nothing. And I know for many people this week was, last week was a week of, of weeks. And I thank you that it's behind us, looking unto Jesus author and the finisher of our faith so jesus i thank you that today you are finishing straightening out some things and we're expecting signs and wonders this morning we're expecting to see situations that were harassing last week to be dealt with taken care of and behind us Father, I thank you, Father God, from glory to glory to glory to glory, you're changing us. So let's turn to Psalms 1-1. I know we've been there for a while, but like I said, I just got this sermon probably an hour and a half ago. No, not even that. So let's go for it. James 1-1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So praise God, we are blessed. I had the opportunity last week to come in contact with all three of these on one day. I don't want to go into it because it's in the past. <clears throat> and I had to deal with some situations in my life that I had to take a hold of and, and deal with. And so I thank the Lord that some of these are in this sermon this morning. These are the times when we need to keep ourselves right and be prepared in the spirit for anything. So let's go ahead and turn to Third John two. Why well, I, I can show I can read that. Third John two. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Are you there, Michelle? And you want to read the next verse, please? Where it talks about rejoicing. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Hallelujah. No greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That's exciting. You know, I taught something last week that I'd never seen, and it had to do with Moses, who wanted to go into the promised land, and because he got angry, the Lord said, you're not going in. 
man, he, he prayed and prayed and prayed. He'd been praying to see the promised land for ever since God called him. And as we read that last week, it talks about when Jesus took Peter, James, and John, I believe all three of them were there, up to the transfiguration where Moses and Elijah showed up. He got to see the promised land. It was exciting for him. So we know that our prayers, God answers our prayers, and we need to be stable and steadfast and not give up. Amen. We see that. And I'm going to, I'm going off the notes, Michelle. We see that things that we pray, we might not see them in our lifetime, but those things that we spoke out and we prayed and we decreed, they will come to pass. Just like Moses, he declared it, he decreed it, and he prayed it, and it did come to pass. He did see the promised land. How exciting for him years and years later. Okay, let's turn to Joshua 1. And Michelle, if you'll go ahead and read that, 1, 8 through 10. Joshua chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. But then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Then Amen. We're done. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we see that God promises that if we will meditate on the word day and night we shall make we may that you may observe to this verse do according to all that is written therein then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success so what the lord's sharing with us here he shared that in psalms 1 thanks michelle psalms 1 1 through 3 here in Joshua, that if we stay in the word and we do the word, our way will be prosperous and we will make our way and have good success. This, this, God, I'm going to put it this way. Jesus has already done it. Everything's done. It's paid for. Now we need to meditate on this word so we will have good success. Back then they meditated on the law. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. But it says, I'm reading now the Amplified. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. And he goes on to say, I'm sorry, Michelle, have I not commanded you to be strong, vigorous, and very courageous? Be not, do, be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's so powerful. He's with us wherever we go. We have him in us, so he's not going to leave us unless we just say we don't want this anymore. Okay, so we see how powerful God is. And we see that we make our way prosperous. As we get in the word, we meditate in the word, 
we cast down imaginations and reasonings when things come and we replace it with the word, then we see what God is doing and has done and will do in the word and we go forward. We make our way prosperous. I'd like to look at um, Psalms uh, chapter 15 and there are seven character qualities of those who follow God closely. And this is going to be different. There are going to be many um, different subjects here. But this is how the Lord said to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be obedient. I believe this will cover everybody's needs, everybody's desire, and the things that we need to deal with in ourselves. Hallelujah. Okay, Psalms 15. Hang on, I'm getting there. This one I'm going to read, Michelle, because I'll be going through. The seven things that God does. Unfortunately, she didn't get this until what, Michelle? After 10? Or was it 10? Anyway, we're instant in season and out of season. But God says we need to be. Just everybody real, get ready to take notes on this because I believe we're going to learn a lot. I learned a lot. Okay, Lord, who may, who may abide in your tabernacle, who may dwell in your holy hill, he who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart, he who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money at usury, he who does not take a bribe against the innocent, who does not who does he who does these things shall never be moved. Hallelujah. He who does these things shall never be moved. Okay, these are the characteristics. Qualifies those who who qual characteristic qualities of those who follow God closely. One, he does what is right. So you know what the word of God says, and you do it. He walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. Number two, he speaks truth. You don't you don't lie, you speak the truth. Well, what if someone asks me something and I don't want to hurt their feelings? They've asked you, you need to, <clears throat> do you really want to know? We need to speak the truth. You say, well, I can't do that. Yes. We can. If you don't want someone to be honest with you, don't ask them how you look, okay? Number three, does not slander others. That's a heavy one. We have to be very careful what we say. He who does not slander with his tongue does no evil to his neighbor. That's verse four. 
five, despises the vile and honors those who fear the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Michelle, did you look up the word vile? Yes. Okay, can you read that? Vile. Okay. Morally base or evil, wicked, depraved, sinful, offensive to the senses or sensibilities, repulsive, disgusting, cheap, worthless, degrading, low, mean, highly disagreeable or most inferior, very bad, a generalized term of disapproval. Wow, that's pretty heavy. So God says here, in whose eye, thanks Michelle, who, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he who honors those who fear the Lord. So we need to honor those who fear the Lord. We live in a time when people, there are so many people that are vile. We need to keep the word of God in us. Okay, let's see. That's number five, despises the vile and honors those who fear the Lord. You know, nowadays it's black and white. You can't walk in a gray area. The Lord says, be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. So we need to be on fire for God and stay away from the other stuff. You know, if you know people that are pulling you down, causing you to doubt the things of God, doubt your faith, that's a vile person, I'll be honest. And you need to stay away from them. And they just won't do it once if you allow them into your life. They'll continue doing it over and over and over again. So I must have had a lot of vile friends when I got saved because they all departed. Every time one would swear, I'd say, you know, please don't do that. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior and I don't cuss anymore. Well, they dump you fast, okay? Okay who does no evil to his neighbor, despises the vile, and honors those who fear the Lord. Six, keeps his word. So characteristics of quality to those who follow God closely, they keep his word. We're not, you know, when we're tempted to do something instead of the word, we refuse to go there. does no evil to his neighbor in whose eyes a vile person is despised but he honors those who fear the lord he who does not put out his money for usury he does not put his interest above others so usury what is usury well let's look at what the amplified says can you read that michelle Yes. He who does not put out his money for interest to one of his own people and who will not take a bribe against the innocent, he who does these things shall never be moved. That's heavy. So there's seven things, and I'm going to go ahead and, or 
and read them again. Seven character qualities of those who follow God closely. I'm in a spot where the sun kind of comes over me at this point. He does not, he does what is right, two, he speaks truth, three, does not slander others, four, does no evil to his neighbor, five, despises the vile and honors those who fear the Lord, six, some people are on the, walking on the line right now, they, you know, they don't agree with whoever, um, keeps his word, in other words, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. You know, it's, it's there's a scripture that says, swears to his own hurt. If you say, and this is what it means, if someone calls you and says, I'd like to have you for dinner, and you say, yes, I'll be there, and then someone calls you up and offers you something better, you do the first one because you said, yes, you will do it. That's a hard saying, but it's true. Uh, it, you won't open yourselves for harassment if you swear to your own hurt. So keeps his word, does not put his interest above others. I will look up the word usury unless my husband has it and he can do it after. Okay, let's move on. Revelations 21.8. If you want to read that, Michelle, that would be great. Revelations chapter 21, verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Heavy. Do you notice how many are there? Liars. God hates liars. I know when I my kids were at home and I was raising them, I told them, don't lie. You'll get less of a spanking and in less trouble if you just tell me the truth. My mom was the same way, and if you have kids, trust me, kids that are listening, your mom knows if she tells you to look in her face, in her eyes, she'll know if you're lying or not. Don't lie, but adults lie all the time. And we need to stop it as we're going to learn. And that's Psalm 15, 4, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who believe. He swears to his own hurt and does not change. So you swear to your hurt. You know, I've, I've had times when I said yes to something and something seemingly better in the natural came where I had to say, no, I've already uh, accepted an invitation. We all have. Okay, Proverbs 19, verse 9. Michelle, do you want to read that one? Proverbs chapter 19, verse 9. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. That's pretty heavy. A liar will perish. You know, at the communion table, 
Katie's having a time in there. I'm going to pray for her right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace over her. And I thank you, Father God, that she has peace in Jesus' name. Okay, where was I? I just needed to deal with that. Does anybody Robert? remember what I was... 19.9? Is that where I was? Yes. Correct. I want to read that one more time? Certainly. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. He who speaketh lies shall perish. You know, the communion table says that we need to check our heart and get things right before God. And it talks about people dying if they're not right with God. That always, whenever I've been in charge of communion, has always bothered me because I, I've, I take that scripture literally. And it seemed like many, many times someone new would come into the church when we were having communion. So I felt for all of us, we better get them saved. So we're all, you know, this is a, God means what he says here. Person, and they always do get saved, or they always have, if I remember right. But this is a place where we have got to make our heart right before God. He's very serious about that. And it says that you take communion unworthily, many die. That's heavy. So this talks about liars. Did we do Proverbs twelve twenty two, Michelle? No. Are you there? Uh, Henry, okay. Proverbs chapter twelve and verse twenty two. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord. But they that true, deal truly are his delight. Read that in the Amplified, please. Lying lips are extremely disgusting and hateful to the Lord. But they who deal faithfully are his delight. That's heavy. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that is extremely heavy. Like I said, I sat down and the Lord just started sharing what I was supposed to do. Got the scriptures and moved on. Blessings for honesty. Thank God there's blessings for honesty. Luke 16:10, Michelle, I'm going to have you read for a little bit. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. That's heavy. So if you're faithful, we will be blessed. Proverbs 10, 9. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9. Go ahead, my dear. Okay. 
Ready? I'm ready. He that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. So it pays to walk walk uprightly. It will be known. We're seeing things right now that are coming out in people's lives that they've done, whatever. You know, the sin will find you out the Bible says, and we see it happening all all among us, but we don't, don't judge unless your heart is completely pure and clean before the Lord. Amen. Okay. That was Proverbs 10, 9. Am I right? Correct. Ephesians 4, 25 through 27, and then verse 29 also, Michelle. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 27. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Glory to God. Can you read that one in the Amplified, those three scripts, 25 to 27 and verse 29? That again is First Peter, uh, no, Ephesians four twenty-five through twenty-seven and verse twenty-nine. Okay. Therefore, rejecting all falsity and being done now with it, let everyone express the truth with his neighbor, for we are all parts of one body and members one of another. When angry, do not sin. Do not ever let your wrath, your exasperation, your fury or indignation last until the sun goes down. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. 29. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. Amen. Praise God. Let's turn. I'll go ahead and read this one, Michelle. Let's turn to... First Peter three, ten through twelve. I'm actually going to start with um, verse five. First Peter three, verse five. 
For this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid of any terror. Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to your wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. That's heavy. Uh, I don't think anybody wants their prayers hindered. Finally, all of you, in verse 8, be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tender-hearted and courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. This is, this, when you read this, this is really heady, what Jesus is saying, what the Lord is saying to us. He's saying, husbands, deal with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife, and wives, love your husbands and be submissive to them. It's saying, Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brethren. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil, reveling for reveling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit or lying. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. He's telling us in verse 10 and 11 that if you want good days, you need to do these things. In the Amplified, it says, for let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good whether apparent or not, keep his tongue free from evil and his lips from guile, treachery and deceit. Let him turn away from wickedness and shun wickedness and shun and let him do right. Let him search for peace. So he's telling us we need to search for peace. You know, when any everything is in confusion not right the whole thing is a mess we need to seek peace we need to shut up and seek peace harmony undisturbedness from fears remember fears god's not given us a spirit of fear but of power of love and a sound mind so he's telling us search for peace and get away from fears, agitating passions, moral conflicts, and seek it eagerly. Do not hereby desire peaceful relations with God, with your fellow man, and with yourself, but pursue, go after them. 
So when we're with one another, we need to pursue peace in everything that causes peace. Don't nitpick one another, you know? Some families, they've nitpicked one another for years. That is not, that's, that's, that is not, God is not happy with that. I'll just put it bluntly. It's horrible. And the longer you do it, the worse it will become. And it talks about if we cause one little one, a child, if we do this to a child, God says, if you harm one of these children, Jesus took the children, if you harm one, it would be better for you to throw a, I'm going to put it this way, throw a big rock and tie your leg to it, just be thrown in the sea and just die. I'll just put it bluntly. That's my paraphrased version. Okay, don't lie. Exodus 2016. Michelle, I'm going to have you read these ones, okay? Exodus 2016. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Ouch. That's in the Ten Commandments, I believe. Uh, you want to read that in the Amplified, please? Exodus 20, 16. You shall not witness falsely against your neighbor. Same thing. Okay, Proverbs 6, 12, and 13. Proverbs, you know, chapter go ahead. Go ahead, sweetie. Verse 12 and 13. A naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a froward mouth. He winketh with his eyes, he speaketh with his feet, he teacheth with his fingers. Whenever someone is a a liar who lies all the time, watch them. You start talking to them, they start moving their feet. What are the three things they do, Michelle? Something with the eyes. Yes. Walketh with a froward mouth. Winketh his eyes. He speaketh with his feet. He teacheth with his fingers. Mm -hmm. Watch for those four things. Liars have a tendency to do that. That's why mothers tell us to look at their eyes because they can see it. So. Thank God, um, I've seen people do this when they're lying and they're, they've been confronted and they start moving around and they start, their eyes start, I mean, I saw one person one time, I sat there and stared at them and they started talking away and their eyes were literally going back and forth so fast, I, I just sat there and, and stared. Okay. Um, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. If you don't like this, go talk to God. Wait a minute, Michelle. Don't blame me for these scriptures. Talk to God. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to bring a little bit of joy in this. Okay, Michelle, go ahead. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. 
these six things that the Lord hates, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Heavy. You got lying in there twice. There's consequences for lying. Proverbs 19.9, Michelle. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 9. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Okay, Proverbs 21, 6-8. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 6-8. through eight. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a vanity tossed to and fro of them that seek death. The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them because they refuse to do judgment. The way of man is forward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. Praise God. Amen. You know, I remember when I was a kid and growing up that those that were righteous, you had no doubt. You knew when a person was godly, they were continually godly every time you saw them. Every, you know, it just, the world was that way back then. People went to church on Sundays. They took Sundays with their families. Um, stores weren't even open. People knew that, I'm talking about the good old days. People knew a person that was a godly person and one that was not. It was it was black and white. Nowadays, you don't know who is half the time. All kinds of things come out of mouth. All kinds of body language, anger, rebellion, all kinds of stuff is going on. And that's sad because we're in the times when people need to come to the Lord. And we need to ask ourselves. Each one of us, are we a good representative to Jesus Christ? And I've done a lot of soul searching since, since I've been teaching a hundred times. It's God is really right now trying to prepare us for the rapture. The Lord shared that with me so many times. It's kind of like, what are you doing, Lord? I want you to be ready. I want this church to be ready. That's what he wants. And so he's dealing with the things that you can't see on the outside. Sometimes you can. But he's dealing with things of the inner man, where the Lord wants to get down there and, and literally get rid of things. Watch what you see. Watch what you hear. Watch what you say. Those are things that God is trying to teach us. Get rid of anger. Get rid of lying. Get rid of strife. Get rid of it all. And sometimes I'm like, Lord, this is, you know, really heavy for all of us. but. He wants us to be with him. He does not want us to miss the rapture. He wants every one of us to be with him. So 
we need to take these notes, take them before God, ask him, how are we lining up with this, Lord, and see what he says. I'm not to judge you. I am not the Holy Ghost. I need to judge me. No one else but me. So I know that some of this stuff is hard, but it's good for us. It's like the spinach. Doesn't taste good, but it's good for us. Okay, did we do Luke eight seventeen? I don't think we did, Michelle. We have not, and I'm okay. ready to read it. Okay, you know the next one after that too. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, Luke eight, Luke eight, verse seventeen. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. Neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. That's heavy. You know, people might think that I can get away with this. No, you can't. You can't. God even knows our thoughts we read a couple weeks ago. He knows our thoughts. That's why our thoughts are so important that we need to cast down the imagination as soon as it gets there. And God showed us how through the word of God. So read that one one more time, Michelle. Please. <laughs> Luke eight seventeen. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. So we might as well, you know, I see shame following a lot of families and it's sad and they're afraid to let anybody know, you know, things. And a lot of times those things come out. I've seen it happen so many times. We can't be ashamed. We can't try to cover up stuff. I'm not telling you to blab everything to everyone you know, but don't be ashamed. You're free in Jesus Christ. Whatever people did in your family or whatever, like I said, you don't need to tell everybody, but don't try to cover up things that are that have happened and people know about it. It's, it is what it is. It might, it might be very, very painful, but God is greater. All right, Psalms 12, 2 to 6. Psalms chapter 12, verses 2 through 6. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips, and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud. Who have said, with our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy. Now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Wow. Um, that one speaks for itself. I want to share something that the Lord's um, been sharing with me, and I, I feel I'm supposed to share it today. If it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, just pick it out. But 
the Lord shared with me that sometimes when people get in sin, they think, you know, I know the Lord, and even though I'm doing this, this is the lie of the devil. Even though I'm doing this, I have time to repent. I can get it right with God before the rapture. That's not true. It's not true. We don't have time. You can die today. You can die tomorrow. And if you're living in in some sin, if you die in it, you're going to hell. I'll just put it bluntly. There's certain things that we cannot continue, a lot of things that we cannot continue doing. And some of these I'm teaching on today. You know, we look at the bad sin. You know, there's churches that believe there's real bad sins. And then these are just menial. It's all sin. We can't pick apart one person and not look at ourselves. If we do, you know, they talk about talking about the splinter in someone's eye when you're, you have a board in yours. So if you're in the middle of some something you know is wrong, get out of it immediately. Don't think I can make this right down the line because the more you do it, the more it becomes a part of you. The more we do it, the more we believe the lie. And it gets so big that trying to get your way out of it is hard. It usually you've opened the door to at one point when God's trying to talk to us and we don't want to listen, we fall into the place where we become demonized, not in your spirit, but in your soulish realm. At that point, you need someone to help you that knows how to deal with that. So if you're involved in any of this, I don't know, I'm not the judge and I didn't ask. Get out of it now because none of us want to go to hell for anything that we've decided that we can get freed from later down the line when we're ready to get freed from it. Doesn't work that way. Okay, I said what the Lord wanted me to say. First John 1 9 is we need to do this, but not like a while ago. I was on the phone with someone and they said, I'm, I shouldn't say this, but I can repent from it. And they went ahead and said it. And I thought, oh boy, if we confess our sins, we are faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It was none of you. You don't have to worry about it. It was someone else. So don't even think of trying to figure out who it was. Okay. In Daniel 9, 9, Michelle, if you can go there. And you, we've got all of them in front of us. So give the scriptures and go for it. Praise you, Lord. Daniel chapter 9, verse 9. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Next. Romans 5, 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thank God, while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. Even to the place of the, there was two men on the cross on either side of Jesus. And one started asking Jesus, 
to to forgive him. And the other one started mocking Jesus. And the Lord looked at the one and he said, today you'll be in paradise with me. Now, paradise is a place where the people in the Old Testament were not born again yet. Those that walked after God, did the ten, kept the Ten Commandments, they went to paradise. There was paradise, and then on the other side, there was hell. Remember the rich man and Lazarus. And so what Jesus was telling him, today you will go to paradise. When I'm on my way down there, you're going to be there. You're going with me. But you're not going into hell. You'll be waiting there until you're let out. So he went there. Jesus went down to hell for three days and whipped prince, spoiled principalities and powers and made us show them openly, triumphing over them in it. He went to hell so we wouldn't have to. Then he came through paradise again. And some people actually were resurrected with him. And showed up and went and visited their relatives. I mean, that would be a marvelous thing. They got a uh, second chance to wander around and tell people about the Lord. Okay, we have First Timothy one fifteen. First Timothy chapter one verse fifteen. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to have to save sinners of whom I am chief. Oh, sometimes you feel like you're the chief one. Okay, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That scripture is so powerful. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust the Lord. Get his word out. Read his word. I've had some people tell me that God has told them some really wild things. If it doesn't back up with the word, then it's not the Lord. I'm so strong on that. If I can't back up something with the word, with two or two or three scriptures, then don't listen. And that's, that's where Pastor and I have stood with the word every time. That's how we feel. If, if it doesn't go along with the word, then it's not God. And there's a lot of false prophets out there that say all kinds of things. If they call themselves a prophet and they ever miss it, then they're not a prophet, is what my Bible says. There's the gift of prophecy, prophesying, and then there is a prophet. When a prophet arises, we will know it. We won't have to guess it. We will know it. Study the prophets. Okay, um, is that the last one, Michelle? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Okay, we're going to, now we're going to angry men. Oh, no, boy, Lord, here it comes. Um, I had a feeling this was going to happen this week, but the Lord had to spring it to me within a half hour. So praise the Lord. Here we go. 1 Timothy 2, 8. 
Michelle, I'm going to let you do this until I feel that uh, you you read. I teach. How's that sound for now? <laughs> First Timothy chapter two, verse eight. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Wow. Praying everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Wrath. That's an interesting word. I don't know if you looked that one up, Michelle, but let's move on. Psalms 37 8. Psalms chapter 37, verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Cease from anger. And do what? Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Forsake anger. Do you think he means forsake anger? He means that as we go on, we're going to know it. Proverbs 14:29. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. Wow. Proverbs fifteen eighteen. These are all speaking for themselves. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 18. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Wow. A wrathful, angry man stirreth up strife, but he that doesn't get angry appeaseth strife. So if you're angry, you're stirring up strife. Where there's strife, there's every evil work. So when we get angry, we're being used to the enemy to stir up strife. Where there is strife, there's every evil work. That is heavy, 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 heavy. And we all get angry at times. This is an area that I have seen more anger since the COVID thing hit, fear and anger than ever when you become fearful, you become angry. When you become angry, you become fearful. Those two walk hand in hand along with strife. The three of them have a party for the devil together. Okay, what's the next one, Michelle? Did we do Proverbs 29-22? Or 22-24? Um, 22:24 is where we are. Proverbs okay. chapter 20, verse 24. Make no friendship with an angry man, 
and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Think of that. With a with a person that displays anger all the time, make no friendship with them. Well, what do you what do you do if they're in your family? Stay away from them. Be honest with them, and stay away from them until they're because when they spew out their junk on you, you can feel it. You, you walk in a room and you can feel it. A person that deals with anger a lot begins to look like an angry man, which is sad. You say, well, how am I going to do this? I don't know. But I do not like being around it, and neither does God. I can tell you that he hates it. Rob, read that one more time so we got it. So we get it. Sorry. Okay. And, and that was Proverbs chapter 22, verse 24. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Well, you know, one of the symptoms of, I hate to even say this. Um, let's go to the next scripture. I might and I might not. Um, Proverbs 29, 22. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 22. An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. Wow. An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgressions. So this is an area where we think that, you know, you're not going to be found out. Well, it says right here, if you're an angry man, you stir up strife, a furious man aboundeth in transgressions. So if a person's angry and furious and they continue in it, they will abound in transgressions. Now, one of the first things that happens to a person that has Alzheimer's, they get confused, and then anger hits. I've watched this, I've seen it, and I hate it. Don't allow anger. I render these, you know, none of us are going to get Alzheimer's, but get rid of anger immediately because I've sat by and watched it, and I've seen it. And the Lord has really shown this to me recently. When you open the door up to strife, anger and wrath and discord, all, everything, where there's strife, there's every evil work. So we want to keep ourselves healed, whole, and a sound mind. Don't allow anger to, to get in there. Okay, that's the one I wasn't going to say, and I felt I was going to say it. Ecclesiastic 7, verse 9. And by the way, Alzheimer's is a spirit. They can say whatever, but the way it takes over a person, spirit of infirmity. Okay, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Oh, that's the word we're not supposed to say. Okay. Read that one one more time. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, 
for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. That's heavy. Remember King Saul? He did not like David. God sent a demonic spirit on him. And when David would start to play, he would throw a javelin at him. I mean, can you imagine playing and all of a sudden, here it comes, you have to duck? That was a spirit sent from God upon this man. Because he was in rebellion, he'd opened up the door. Okay. Ecclesiastics 10.4. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 4. If the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place, for yielding pacifieth great offenses. Wow. Let me read that one again. That's a heavy script. I know this is not fun. I wrote it. I didn't get to read everything I wrote, so I'm hearing it now. So read that one again, Michelle. We need to listen and not allow this in our lives. If the spirit of the ruler rises up against thee, leave not thy place, for yielding pacifies great offenses. Wow. Can you read that in the Amplify? We might just close it off pretty soon. Oh, Maybe yes. not. If the temper of the ruler rises up against you, do not leave your place or show a resisting spirit. For gentleness and calmness prevent or put a stop to great offenses. Well, I'll just say what I'm getting, kind of. There is a lot of people in authority that are rising up against us. Is getting angry, allowing something in us worth it? No. Pray. There'll be a time to stand up to it. It's coming probably soon. But don't allow yourself to get angry because of someone else. Don't allow that spirit that's on them to attack you because you're hearing what they're saying. Pray. You can do more through prayer than anything else. And standing on the word and speaking forth the word, but don't allow that to enter in you. It's not worth it. Thank you, Father. That's rampant in the world right now. Okay, where are we? Michelle, you got the notes. Where are we? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and verse 31. Ephesians four twenty-six: Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Wow. Thank you, Father. Be put away. Put it away. Actually see yourself putting it away and give it. Oh, Jesus doesn't want it. 
give it say turn turn from it it says turn from our wicked ways isaiah fifty seven twenty one in my flesh, I am trying to close up this sermon. I'm going to tell you all this. There's a lot here. I had no idea. And, uh, but we need, evidently, we need to hear it. So if any have hung up, let them hang up. I'm staying on for this because I do not want to go to hell. I'll put it bluntly. I do not believe in once saved, always saved. I do not want to go to hell. We, I used to believe once saved, always saved, but Pastor told me no way, and I didn't agree with this. It was something we disagreed on until I got down and studied it a bit. So we, there's enough scripture here to choke us a mule, but we need to listen up to it and not yield to it. Isaiah 57, 21. Isaiah chapter 57, verse 21. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. No peace to the wicked. That's the truth. I'm going to, I don't like this. Terry, here it comes. Um, this week, there was so much that went on in our house, at our house. I was caught in a situation, blessed is the man that walks not against, standeth in the way of sinners, sitteth in the seat of the, wait a minute, blessed is the man that walketh not against, Look it up. I can't even think of it right now. You look it up, Michelle, Psalms 1-1, and I'm going to share it. We had the vet come examine our dogs in our house. That took place. While that took place, the gardener came. Sadie was in there barking, but she had started barking before he came really bad. She took them one at a time, the animals. Then um, I knew the chimney sweep was going to be here. The vet was on her way, stood up. He showed up. She goes out. Someone had busted the window on her van and thrown rocks from our yard all over the sidewalk in her van. Um, someone came and told her that our gardener had done it. So she called my husband out there. The neighbor called my husband out there. I called the gardener. He said, I saw it when I drove up. Have her call the sheriff because they want to take pictures of it. Well, she did call, and the sheriff said he was too busy to come and do this. So then the chimney sweep came in. They started. He was supposed to watch his son help his son, but he went out to see what was going on. So all this soot started coming into the house because the front door was left open at times. So um, all that went on. I got angry. So this, this sermon is hitting me. I try not to get angry. I took a bath and at 11 o'clock and both toilets overflowed. Now, I don't like sharing what happens when I get angry, but that's what happened. That was in one day on Tuesday and I had to repent and repent and repent. I don't get angry very often, but this was a dilly of a day. I did not count at all during when I encountered divers tests and trials, knowing the trine of my faith was working patience. And I did not let patience have her perfect work, so I would be entire wanting nothing. And when I talked to Terry about it that night, I just shared with her. I said, I'm probably going to speak on anger this Sunday. I spoke it out of my mouth. I was not planning on it. Matter of fact, I was far from it, the sermon that I was going to do that I'd already had. 
So here we are. I confess. I'm not angry, and I'm counting it all joy. So I pray to God, you have not had a day like that. I can't think of when we've ever had a day like that, and I really will stay out of anger, so I will not have another day like that. I allowed things to come into my house that, read it, Michelle, Psalms 1, 1 through 3, if you would. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, right? Or sitteth in the seat of the scornful. (laughs) (laughs) But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like he planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. I had all three types of people on my property, in my house, whatever. And you would think, as much as I've taught on Psalms 1, 1 through 3, I know it by heart, um, I would have done it. This is These are things, church, that hit us when we're not expecting it and we end up having to deal with it. Well, I, trust me, I'm not allowing stuff in my house anymore. It's not worth it. We can clean the chimney ourselves or not burn wood, whatever, and this, all this stuff. It's not worth it. So it started last Sunday when someone came to the door. We know what happened in last Sunday service. I should have been alert and aware. So uh, I'm taking this these scriptures very strongly and I will be meditating on them and studying them so I do not get or if I do get in a situation like that I'll be able to stand up against it all right where are we Michelle Colossians Ephesians Ephesians 6 4 okay go for it sweetie okay Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 and ye fathers Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's a heavy scripture. We see a lot of angry kids out there right now. Have they been provoked to wrath? I believe so, a lot of them. And who's going to stand up before God about it? The Father's pretty simple god says what it does and start repenting if you've done that uh colossians 3 8 hang on michelle if you have if you're guilty of that go to your child and ask them to forgive you okay michelle uh, colossians 3 8 colossians chapter 3 verse 8 but now ye also Put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Wow. Um, I want to read that one more time. (laughs) But now ye also put off all these, Anger, wrath, 
malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Oh, thank you, Jesus. James one nineteen and 20. James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Okay. There's a lot more of these. I'm going to stop here. If we ever have to hear more, <clears throat> there is quite a bit more. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more. I want to end on a, um, well, I can't say that what we've heard is not a positive note because if it sets us free and we never want to do it again, it will. It is positive. To me, this was a very positive sermon. There were more scriptures on anger than I thought were in the Bible, and I'm sure there's more. But let's turn to Philippians 4, 8. Know that I love you if you need to talk to God about what I taught. I couldn't have done this sermon in that many minutes if I tried to. So, for the rest, brethren, Philippians 4, 8, I'll read it out of the King James first, then the Amplified. Finally, brethren, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which you have learned and received and heard and saw, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Hallelujah. If we do these things, I'm going to go ahead and read it out of the Amplified. And if anybody wants to share anything, Surrounding this sermon, I don't want to hear what's on the news or anything, but surrounding all this, um, share. I'm going to have Pastor share with, with Miss Sadie, who is a good girl. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on. So these are the things we're to think on. Not the other things, but these things. We've got to switch back to these things immediately when our mind starts to go there. When you're sitting in the midst of all this going on, close your eyes and think on these things. Amen? Think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. Fix your mind on them. 
We don't know what's going to go on in the last days. But we do know what we can do. Fix our mind on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise God. I pray that you all got a lot out of this today. I certainly did. Gave me the ammunition that I need to stand upon in front of the enemy, having done all to stand, stand there for. In other words, I've got the full armor of God on. Angry, you start yanking pieces of it off. I'll be honest with you. Because you're so frustrated that you just go, whatever. I think mean, that's a horrible way to be. But God wants us to think on these things in Philippians 4. Think on them. Constantly. Fix, fix your mind on them. Okay, sweetie, it's your turn. I know the little girl is being quiet. Love you all very much. I'll go ahead and close at the end unless Pastor does. If anyone else has anything to share, you know, it says confess your faults one or the other. I certainly have today. I don't get angry real easily. Are you on, my dear? We're here. Thank you. Uh, I just to, I, to su not to sum it up, but to uh, round it up. I'll put it that way. Uh, the the uh, cowboy term is. I think it, all, all of it falls on two scriptures that uh, we are very uh, aware of. I think the first one is Romans twelve one and two. It, it says, "I urge you, therefore, brothers." By the mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And the second scripture is 2 Corinthians 10, 5. You need to implement those two scriptures, uh, Romans 12, and uh, cast down all those imaginations. And with those two, I think we will uh, avoid much of the content that uh, is directed at uh, individuals. We need to be like that. Well, your first, your first uh, opening uh, scripture was uh, Psalms 1 one through three and we need to be that individual we we, we cannot uh, walk stand or sit by those that would uh, uh compromise us so praise the lord thank you so much uh, as you can hear in the background somebody is uh voicing their opinion so i'm gonna go to mute oh boy she's <clears throat> Praise God, she is a disciple. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Okay, anybody else have anything to share? Please do. You don't have to Pastor tell what Maggie. happened. Yeah. This is Sandy. Hi, Sandy. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> well, I I had to chuckle about the people that were coming into your house. 